K-pop Pillow Talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to K-pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nods. So we went to the KCON Day 3 concert. We saw many people. I, I listed it all. Who did I list it? I listed it all out to someone. So please hold while I pull that up. All right, so we saw Stray Kids, Itzy, G Idol, The Boys, Lapalus, Everglow, um, Rise, and Just B. And J01. And J01, that's right. Um, out of everything, out of everyone that we saw, the performance that left the greatest impression on me was Everglow. Um, that was amazing. That was, I. Y'all, I showed up in my PJs to this concert. We were in a suite. I was relaxing. Like, I was not really planning on going crazy. But the opening notes to La Di Da started playing and I lost my mind. Like, actually lost my mind. That was a religious experience. I recorded the whole thing. Um, Yeah, it was incredible. Also, we didn't know that we were going to see Just Be. That was... And they were like the first people to come out and Millie and I like lost our minds and they did our favorite song and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I hope that this really did bring them a lot more attention. Me too. Because I thought, well, one, I was surprised to see how many people were waiting for the Just Be thing inside the convention yeah. center. So I hope, you know, that this is real. But on top of that, um, getting all of the people at the concerts would be great. Um. Yeah, I'm just surprised that because Gonu is in the group, yeah, and because uh, Jimin is friends with Bongyu, I think in TXT was it Bongyu or Taeyeon, someone in TXT, and I remember specifically them playing a game, and they were like the staff were like, oh, you have to call one of your friends and have them transfer you this amount of money, and whoever gets their friend to do it first, like, wins, <laughs> and oh my God, I think it was Bongyu. He calls. <laughs> uh Jimin Lim Jimin and says like the thing and he's like of course I'll send it to you right now like it's and so I thought that mention would also help yeah you know yeah I just thought that they would be more pop or more well known by now you know yeah it yeah and yeah I agree I was crying at the end of Everglow <laughs> set I literally had tears in my eyes and I looked at my boyfriend and I was like I just can't believe that it's been this long mm-hmm. And they, I hope they truly understood how much everyone loves them over here. Um, because the cheers for Dun Dun and uh, La Dida were insane. Yeah. That was my girlfriend's first time really hearing Everglow. Mm. Um, yeah. And it is now Tuesday and she's still singing La Dida. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrectly, but she's singing. <laughs> she keeps saying La Dida. Di oh <laughs> um, well, kind of. At the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still la di da di da. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, really great time. Um, oh, another thing that was great. I was not expecting Itzy to do none of my business, mm-hmm. but they did it and that rocked. That went crazy. That went stupid. I had a great time. Yeah. I also, I'm so happy that I got to end this year seeing G-Idol mm-hmm. since I missed their concert with Millie. Mm-hmm. They were phenomenal. Everyone was, like, the energy while they were performing was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually lost my mind at Soyeon. Like, 
Like I thought Shuwa might <laughs> like I thought Shuwa might become my bias, but then I seen them in person now. I'm like, it's still Zion. <laughs> Shuwa would just be my bias record. Like I just oh my god. Oh my gosh. Like that was that was a lot. That was a lot to deal with. That was a lot to handle. Um yeah, it was crazy. It was so nice to point to idols that were on stage and then like turn to my girlfriend and be like, they completed my heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So another KCON comes to a close. I'm so glad that I can walk away from this with Millie mm-hmm. having had an experience with it. Mm-hmm. And it makes me very excited for next year. Yeah. Um, two other things about the concert. One, uh, that was my first time seeing the boys. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the boys. The boys. The boys. And um, I vibed with, I think, one of the songs. But then on top of that, I just really appreciated uh, Eric from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> because him telling us at the end of his set, even though he knows, he knows that he's staring at a big crowd where at that night, of course, it was mostly stays. Yeah. Um, I did see a, quite a few The Boys Lightstick, which their lightstick is eats so cute but (laughs) i need it i literally need to learn their name so i can get it (laughs) but him telling us at the end he was like remember just just remember the boys we love you and i was like you know what eric thank you for that i actually (laughs) really appreciate that yeah no Uh, (laughs) go ahead oh i was gonna say something else about oh okay yeah i like I okay. I I saw the boys last year at KCON, and I really really liked them. And then I didn't do anything about that. I've been following their comebacks. <laughs> I didn't do anything. About yeah, I've been following their comebacks, but I still haven't like learned everyone's names. Um, for their comeback roar, I picked out someone who I was like, he's my bias, like mm. that's for sure. And it ended up being Eric, mm. and I'm so happy about that. And then I was confused when he said he's never performed in LA because I was like, you were here last year, but then I looked it up. He was on a health hiatus. Ah. Yeah. And then, so at the venue, like while the concert was happening, I look up the boys' profile on kpopprofiles.com and come to find out, <laughs> which I had no idea, Eric is the maknae and we're the same age. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he do track and field? Maybe you saw him once. I know. I was like, this is kind of crazy. I didn't know the boys were that old. Uh, that's not old. I just, I, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting them to be that age mm-hmm. and the Machne to be my age. Like that, that was wild. So it made me even more excited to learn about them. And then it was really funny because yesterday, um, being the next day after the concert, mm-hmm. um, Kaven texted me randomly and was like, oh my God, the boys are like older than us. And I was like, okay, yes. so we're all having this revelation. Like, that, yeah, we're like ready. We have a friend who's like a, a Dolby, a, mm-hmm the boy Stan. Yeah. Um, so she'll be very excited to know that like, I'm trying to deep dive. Mm. And then the other thing I was going to say about um, seeing Stray Kids again, it was wild that they didn't do Case 143. I feel like I that is really weird. was so mentally prepared for that. <laughs> and I was so mentally prepared to go crazy because I, y'all, I think it's my favorite title track. <laughs> like, I think I can confidently say it's my yeah. favorite title track. Yeah. Um, it was great that they did God's Menu. I'm glad yeah, they did God's yeah, Menu. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I did not agree with what they chose for their <laughs> High My First. No. I was like, bitch. Okay, literally, the concept <laughs> was the concept was a song you hadn't done in a long time. Yeah. It did not have to be a the, like a debut song. No. Right? We all know District 9. We all know District 9. They literally did it on the Maniac Tour. It's on I the set list. I saw it last year. Yeah. Like, it's 
it hasn't been a long time yeah versus and i was curious because my friend went on saturday and i was like is this just like a boy group thing? Because I was like, only the boy groups did this. And I feel like the girl groups would do this better, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. So then I asked, <laughs> I asked my friend who saw ATs and I was like, what did they do? Mm. And it was Pirate King. And Pirate King was not on no, the set list. Pirate King was not so on the set list. So it has been a long time. Yeah. So ATs did it right. And Stray Kids did not. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Stray, and it pisses me off because Stray Kids, like for some reason, just refuses to acknowledge the existence of get cool right. and awkward silence it could have been get cool it could have been get cool like my life i would have been so happy i would have forgave them for doing super bowl um so yeah the fact that they did district nine my least favorite stray kid song <laughs> that's Fun your fact, least favorite that's favorite. my least favorite stray kid song <laughs> i mean Fun fact, I have like elevator a... is their debut in my mind right yeah I mean, me too, though. Yeah. Like, I don't like District 9. I'm sorry. Not because I don't like District 9, but just because in my head, it feels like Elevator is. Yeah, that's when I learned about Stray Kids. Yeah. Like, I remember being on YouTube, and it was like, one day ago, Elevator by Stray Kids. I was like, who's this? And I watched it, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway, okay. anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> and the, I was curious, because we talked about this when Five Star came out, mm. that I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> like the album. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the song very much. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with the concert, I was curious to see is if I saw songs from Five Star Live, if my mind would change. And it has not. I think Super Bowl has a great dance, but I still just cannot get behind it. I can't get behind it. Yeah. I I do love S-Class. I, I do enjoy that S-class, song yes. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. It grew on me. I hated it on the first listen. But the second, literally the second listen, I was like, oh, this is fire. Um, but yeah, the album is still very lackluster for me, um, given what I know Stray Kids can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have preferred Item over Super Bowl. Mm. Um, I'm fine with Top Line. I actually do like Top Line. Um, it's one of the four songs that I like from this album. But yeah, um, I'm surpri- I, I was pretty surprised to not have much change about that is because i was like yeah if if anything would make me like these songs mm-hmm. it's seeing it live but yeah. yeah no i was so bored during. i was so I'm... happy to see sneakers yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah that was awesome that was great that was a fun time like i'm talking about songs that you know you see it live and then your mind changes yeah sneakers would be one for me yeah. when i saw it on tour i was like nope that's, that's a good song actually <laughs> You know what, actually? <laughs> My mind never had to be changed. But uh, but a lot of people had that experience. Yeah. So did Kaven. Kaven mm-hmm. also was a sneakers hater. Yeah. Came out the concert feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I can't say the same for my girlfriend. She still does not like sneakers I mean, or listen, cake. I'm also not. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, cake is great, so she's wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's wrong. She's wrong. <laughs> Love her. She's wrong. But also, I am also like a light Itsy fan. I don't have a lot of their title tracks on my, you know, thing. Mm. And I definitely never, I never hated sneakers. I just no. was like, oh, it's not for me. No. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't say that. No. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Hate is a very strong word. <laughs> and and if you need, if you need any proof on why you shouldn't say hate, just look at me. I was the biggest, I mean, I wouldn't say anti. I was just the biggest, like, not fan mm-hmm. of Espa. Right. And I literally went to their concert. You literally so. Went to their concert. <laughs> I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeppy Yeppy is actually the best song on this earth. So, I mean, look at me. I refuse to listen to Oh Oh. 
Oh, yeah. And mix. <laughs> yeah. And I was in their meet and greet. <laughs> we went to their meet and greet. Same thing with Enmix. We were, like, not fans. Yeah. And we went to their meet and greet. Which, by the way, side note, I have to apologize to Enmix. I was a party o'clock, like, non-enthusiast. And today, I was still listening to it, but, like, today, it was on the radio. The sun was rising. Mm-hmm. I was, like, in my car. And I was like, wow, this song is incredible. I can't believe. And I literally, let me pull up the receipts right now. Oh, and this leads to another short story. Okay, we're wrapping. I promise we're wrapping it up. Um, but I literally texted Kaven. Can't believe I ever talked shit about Party O'Clock. And an hour later, he said, "I said the same thing yesterday." <laughs> we were just talking about that. And then Kaven and I were, hung out yesterday, and we were also talking about um, we were talking about spooky season, and how, we were talking about our spooky season playlists. And I was talking about how I need to add "Hold On Tight" to it because. Mm-hmm definitely spooky vibes and he was like yeah i'm starting like a k-pop spooky season playlist gonna do like a series of it on our tiktok and i was like oh that's great you better have zombie by purple kiss correct and he didn't say anything so i was like oh no does he not like that song and i just didn't i just didn't push it and then today at 5 51 p.m he sends me a screenshot of the song it was like wait you're right this is hitting so hard right now and i was like yeah zombie by purple kiss purple kiss has done nothing but give us bangers. Sweet okay? juice. You want Sweet some? Juice. If you haven't heard Zombie by Purple Kiss, go listen to it right now and then go listen to the mini album. But if you don't have time for that, just listen to Zombie and Cast Pearls Before Swine, okay? Those are the best songs. Yeah. And uh, listen to Everglow's new... I don't know if it's called an EP or a mini album. I'm going to be so serious. It's it's a single yeah. album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's three songs There's on three it. Songs. It's less than 10 minutes. You'll get through it in no time. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and while you're at it, and while you're Stan at- Monster X. <laughs> okay. Got real heated for a sec. Yeah. Keon's for- gone. Okay. Shh. <laughs> These are positive vibes only. <laughs> it's okay because fucking Namjoon's still here. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Okay. 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 Let's read some fan fiction. <laughs> Chapter 21, Deflection. A tactic which forces an opponent piece from a square where it had to be, either because it was defending a piece or square or because it was blocking a threat. There was an itch under Hosok's skin. Not from fleas or mites, or even worse, mange, but from inactivity. His mother had called him a puppy in ragdoll colors, and she hadn't meant that endearingly as he was excitable and energetic. He'd always been a little too loud and little too much and not enough of the demure ragdoll purebred he was supposed to be. But being docile had landed his former colony in the position they'd been in when Jamin showed up. Docile ragdolls had let a brutish bangle take control of their territory, He'd terrorize them with his mixed Siamese and Rex lackeys who'd gorged on what little supplies they had. At the time, Hosok had wanted to fight back, but just out of his catling years, his mother had held him back, told him to be patient, not to make a fuss. Not making a fuss led to his mother and sister dying a year later, two months before Jamin and his Skittles had come in. The first time Hosok had seen Jamin, the orange tabby who had been running at the head of the pack towards the fight, the tabby who'd screamed in defiance and took down the bangle, the tabby who stood on top of the corpse with blood dripping down his hands and face that he was there to provide. From that first moment, Hosok knew he'd follow wherever Jamin pointed and be happy to do so. 
And though he sometimes wondered about the reasons for Jamin's decisions, he never questioned them. Jamin wouldn't steer them wrong. He wouldn't make a mistake. Except when he did, and that mistake of not taking the Abyssinian colony when they planned could cost them so much. Had it been worth to take the devils? Of course. But problem after problem was compounding their Pyrrhic victory. Which is why Hosok had an itch under his skin and he paced around the little pond campsite, his fluffy tail twitching. The problem lay in Jamin's order of breaking into the hospital to steal the needed medicines and get back out without getting caught. The problem was none of the pawns at the camp were good enough to do it, except one, and she wasn't a pawn. You made me come with you for a reason, Hwasa said from her perch on a rock, the Siamese looking annoyed and bored. You know I can do it without getting caught, so why are you bulking? I had you come with me because I have to keep an eye on you, Hosok said. That, and he didn't want her running into Jin or Taehyung while he wasn't there. The past week had been contentious between them, to say the least. Not to send you into enemy territory. Jimin will kill me. Jimin isn't here. And if it gets the job done, then what's the problem? Hwasa rolled her eyes. You don't trust me? Can I? Hosok stopped to look at her. The other pawns weren't far away, but far enough that their voices wouldn't carry. You were the leader of our enemy colony. You were ready to kill my queen and the entire court, my friends. They'd killed my leader, Hwasa shot back at him. I was doing what any good leader would do. But now I'm here with you, and I pledged my allegiance to your queen. Far as we're concerned, I'm not the one who's lied here. So I'll ask again. Do you trust me to break my word? Heaving a sigh, Hosok scrubbed a hand through his hair, debating. Fine. I trust you not to break your word he admitted, and he did trust her. He trusted she knew what she was doing and that she was good at what she did. You think you can get in and out without getting caught with everything we need? Of course I can, Hwasa said as she rose back up to her feet. It's not the first time I've broken into a colony and stolen things from out under their noses. I've stolen from just about every colony in the gallery, including the proctorate. What? Hosok's eyes widened. You went in there and got out? Alive? I'm standing here, aren't I? Hwasa snorted, hands on hips. What, you've never tried? No, I'm not stupid, Hosok said, wrinkling his nose at her. When you get back, we'll discuss that more. Deal? Only if I get something in return, Hwasa said. Her sweet smile hid the devil Hosok knew she really was. Yeah, whatever, Hosok waved off the talk. Let's get you familiar with where you'll be going into and what we need. It was nightfall the next night when Hosok and Hwasa snuck up to the perimeter fence of the colony. Technically, they were in dead territory, an area that no colony had claimed, so it wasn't like they would get caught being there, but it would be suspicious to say the least. Remember, I'll meet you two blocks to the south, the short brown building with the blue door, Hosok whispered, helping her ease away a metal panel that had been loosened already. If you're not out in two hours' time, then we'll assume you got caught and we're leaving. I'll be out in an hour, Hwasa muttered as she crawled into the open space. Hosok closed the panel behind her and retreated to the rendezvous place. Hosok hated waiting. He hated sitting still and doing nothing. This entire trip had been hurry up to wait around. Every second they stayed meant another person could die, and that had weighed so heavily on Hosok as he paced around the interior of the building. It was why he'd relented on Hwasa. It's why he wanted nothing more than the pack up and head home the second she got back. The sound of the door opening a mere 30 minutes after he got there had Hosok reaching for the gun he had in his waistband. She couldn't have been done so quickly, could she? Was she really that good? Hwasa? Hosok whispered, 
peeking out of the room he'd wandered into littered with broken desks and bits of electrical equipment. There was no reply but the sound of footsteps on the tile floor. Frowning, Hoso hid himself behind the door, hoping whoever it was didn't catch his scent before he could surprise them. A shadow fell over the doorway, the steps pausing slightly but continued forward down the hall. Hosok slid out from behind the door and jumped out into the hallway, gun raised. Stop! The figure froze for a split second before whirling around. Hosok could barely make out a figure taller than him, so definitely not Hwasa, and had stopped at the sight of the gun. Obi? Hosok nearly dropped the gun in surprise as Jin took a step forward, light catching his face from the window in the other room. And he was just as gorgeous, albeit a little frightened, <laughs> as ever. Jin? What are you doing here? Hosok gasped, the hand holding the gun falling limply at his side. Looking for you, Jin said, his shoulders sagging in relief. We have new orders. What? Now? Hosok's face fell. What's going on? Yungi came up with a new strategy. We're going to get the Abyssinians through diplomacy. Jin said with a wry smirk. Come on, I'll tell you about it back at camp. Uh, diplomacy? Hosok frowned, already following Jin to the door when he stopped abruptly. Wait, I can't. I have to wait for Hwasa. Hosok didn't know Jin's looks well, though he knew well enough when he was happy and hungry, that was a big one, can't mistake hungry, and when he was livid, like now. I'm sorry, wait for who? Jin asked, his smile had disappeared, pouty lips drawn into a thin flat line, and his eyes looked murderous the way his eyebrows were drawn down and his eyelids opened only a crack. Did you just say, Hwasa is here? Yes, I brought her. Hosok said, trying to look a few inches taller and not the tiny catling with his tail between his <laughs> legs that he felt like. I didn't know who was here and didn't know if I could trust. So you brought her? Jin demanded, his hands akimbo and looking every inch the intimidating Bombay he was. You trust her over our own gang? Wait, you said you were waiting for her. You sent her into the colony to steal the medicine? Jin's tone was razor sharp and his lips curled to show his sharp canines. Yes, I did, Hosok said, proud of himself from not backing down. I know what you think about her, but she's an asset. An asset that wants your ass- No, Hosok pointed at Jin's nose, startling the Bombay back slightly. You don't understand. Despite how many times I've explained this, she and I are nothing to each other. Why won't you listen? How am I supposed to believe that after she tried jumping on your dick to get spines that she doesn't have a thing for you? Jin sneered. I don't believe it. Well, I do, because she was a victim just like all the rest of them in that place, Hosok said. She did what she had to do to move up in ranks, like any of them. If that included winning me over to gain favor with the ace, then she was going to do it. But that makes no sense. You weren't a rank, Jin tisked, folding his arms over his chest. No, but I had the ace's ear, and that was good enough, Hosok said. Once he was dead and she was made ace, she couldn't care about me. That's what you don't get. She doesn't care. Well, that's not true. Hoso groaned as Jin turned on heel towards the doorway where Hwasa had just stepped in. I care, but only because he'll keep me alive, she said, dropping the bag on her back gently to the floor. Don't worry your pretty little whiskers, Jin. Hosok isn't my type. And just what is your type then? Jin asked, looking her up and down. Someone with a little more curves and a lot less testosterone, Hwasa said, shrugging. <laughs> but if you don't believe me, there's a Molly back in town who's sleeping in a cold bed without me there to warm her up. Jin's mouth opened, then closed, <laughs> then opened again. 
Ha, he grunted, turning to Hosok again. All right, she's back. Let's go. Hosok rolled his eyes and pushed Jin out of the way. That was quicker than I thought. You got everything? Everything I could. A couple of things I couldn't find, Hwasa said, poking the bag with her foot. Hosok bent down to pick it up, slinging it over his shoulder with a grunt. But I had to skedaddle. They were bringing in some wounded people. Wounded people? Hosok frowned. This late? That would be the plan, the one I was going to tell you about before you let me get distracted, Jin said, pushing them both through the door. Hosok wasn't entirely sure about the plan, mostly because it came from Yoongi and not from Jimin. Not that he didn't think Yoongi was capable of delivering a brilliant plan. Hosok knew that was possible. But this was bigger stakes than pulling the wool over Jimin's eyes. This was defrauding a whole colony with a lie. If the Proctor got wind of this, Hosok said, there's no telling what they do to retaliate. Have they ever once, in your knowledge, come out of their cement walls? Jin asked. No, they never leave. They don't care what we scrappers do out here. Far as they're concerned, we could kill each other off. Still, Hoso grumbled, leaning back. They had returned to the camp inside an old supermarket. Half the ceiling had caved in, and a mini little forest had started growing in what was the deli section by the falling down sign on the wall. Hosok had no idea what a deli was, but the trees made for a nice place to rest, the grass and soil a welcome change to concrete and asphalt. Yes, still, they could get mad, Jin rolled his eyes. Anyway, that's the plan. As long as those fools we cut up keep to the story, then we'll have Abyssinian leaders marching their way to Jimin to join our colony for protection. And we have to intercept them sometime in between. Yeah, I got it, Hosok said. I'm not saying it isn't a good plan. I just would feel better if it came from Jimin. If Jimin didn't think it was a good plan, he wouldn't have sent me here, Jin said. Now, can we set that aside for a moment? Maybe, Hosok eyed him. In favor of what? In favor of me asking you something, Jin replied, his tone softening. I want the clear truth from you, Hosok. Did you ever have any interest in Hwasa outside of the job? No, Hosok said, keeping his voice down, but hoped his earnest eyes and firm tone relayed the honesty. She was a job, Jin, nothing more. If Tay and I weren't in the picture, would she have been something more? Jin asked. That doesn't matter because you are in the picture. That's a question designed to trip me up and that's not fair, Hosok said. Stop focusing on the things that won't happen and focus on what is happening. I love you. I love Tay. We just got started. Why would I even want to look at someone else? Because you said you found her attractive, Jin said, and Hosok could see the trepidation in his eyes. That something more could have happened between you two. It scares me, Hobie, because I know what you and Tay were like before, and you had no limits on your relationship. But I never cheated on him, and I would never cheat on you, Hosok said, leaning forward to take Jin's hand in his own. I'm not some Randy Tom looking for whatever pussycat comes my way. I mean this. And when we get back, you, me, and Tay are going to sit down and finally get this out of your systems. I don't want her or anyone else. The weight of the world seemed to lift from Jin's shoulders and he squeezed Hosok's hands back, hanging his head in defeat. Okay, I trust you. I do. But you have to know how it looked from where we stood. I know how it might have looked, but this won't work without trust, Hosok said, tugging Jin closer so the Bombay was squished against his side. Jin had a wider frame than Hosok, was taller and just all around bigger, but he loved to curl up into Hosok's embrace and nuzzle into his neck, breathing in his scent through his mouth to taste. It sent a shiver up Hosok's spine and he purred softly. Don't start, he murmured, his hand sliding down Jin's back to play with his tail. Jin arched his back slightly, humming in appreciation of the touch. 
don't you start either, he murmured against Hosek's skin. We've missed you. Yeah, but you've had each other, Hosek replied, turning his head so he could press light kisses to the tips of Jin's ear. And here I was, all alone and cold, with no one to curl up with. I know, we felt so bad for you, Jin said. Young felt so bad he didn't even want to fuck me. Made me top. <laughs> Hosek snorted softly at that. You're only saying that because you want me to fuck you here. Maybe, Jin chuckled, nipping against Hosek's skin. There's some places we could go. Nearby. Jin's breath hitched because Hosek had worked his hands down the back of his pants to gently rub circles around Jin's hole. Seems like you want to fuck me too. Of course I do, Hosek growled, biting at his ear. You're so fucking hot, Jin, and I've missed you. It feels weird without Tay, but I don't get you to myself very often. We should go find some place then, Jin said, rocking his ass back against Hosek's finger. Somewhere far enough she won't hear. You sure? You sure you don't want her to hear you getting spined? Hosek whispered in his <laughs> ear. So she knows, once and for all, that I'm taken, that even a pussycat like her doesn't compare to you? Fuck, Jin moaned softly. More at, Hos <laughs> <laughs> More at Hosek's words than anything else. So, so tempting. But I don't think the others would appreciate it. Probably not, Hosek conceded. Let's go then, before I shove your face in the dirt and take you right here. Well, Jin probably wouldn't have minded that if they were alone, but they weren't, so he scrambled up to his feet and helped Hosek up. Hand in hand, they snuck away from camp towards some doors at the side of the building. They wouldn't be soundproof rooms, but enough barrier between them that Jin could let go without worrying. He and Hosek were pretty vocal when they fucked, after all. When morning came, Hosek was awakened by one of the other scouts saying a party had left the colony gates, including their, quote, refugees. It didn't take long for the small group to get their things packed up and in order. They were positioned at their camp to intercept the party, but had to look like they were just walking through, not that they'd been staying there. Despite Hosuk's misgivings, the plan was working. Jin took command as expected, leading the small group of pawns through the streets in an orderly fashion. They were just a group on patrol, having heard about some attacks happening nearby and ordered to check it out. That was Jin's lie when the delegation from the Obsidian Colony met them. Heard a colony to the west got hit hard, Jin said, his eyes looking over the four Obsidians in front of him, landing on the refugees. Who are they? Found them at our gates yesterday, the lead delegate said. The leader, by the name of Jongwoon, said. They were hurt pretty badly, and when we took them to our house, we found out someone had been in and stolen medicine. We can't help them, but I think it was the same Moggies who attacked them. Would make sense. I guess the Proctorate's finally gotten desperate, Jin said with a heavy sigh. The Absinians looked startled by that, murmuring, murmuring between themselves. Ah, you haven't heard? The Proctorates opened their gates. They're on the move. Their colony was the second that got hit, first one they stole food and supplies from. You're lucky they just went in and took medicine. They've been pretty brutal. If that's the case, then we're very serious about joining the Queen for protection, Jongwoon said. We aren't fighters. We barely get by as it is. The only thing we've got going for us is the hospital. And if the Proctorate wanted that, we wouldn't stand a chance. No, you probably wouldn't, Jin said. All right, let's head back. I'll present you to the queen soon as we get there. He'll be very interested to hear this. I'll leave some of my pawns here to protect the colony in case those thieves come back. That would be greatly appreciated, Jongwoon said, heaving a sigh of relief. Thank you. I don't know what we would have done without you showing up. Well, let's not think about that, Jin said. <laughs> His smile warm, deceptive, and Hosok tried not to smirk in amusement at how easily Jin could lie. Deception! <laughs> Disgrace for shame. <laughs> Ten points if you know where that's from. Well, they were all well practiced at it at this point. Hosek left Jin and the Epsidians a few hours out from the wall. Not being used to the long travel, they required more rest, and Hosek was too anxious to sit around and wait for them to catch their breath. 
Hwasa had of course joined him, and while Jin didn't look happy about it, he said nothing. Even if they hadn't been gone long, it still felt good to return to the colony. Hwasuk's priority was to tell someone that the delegation was on their way and then find Taehyung. Hey, wait, Hwasa pulled him aside before he could get far. Look, I heard what you said last night, she said quietly. I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but the others wouldn't really let me sit with them, so anyway, thank you. I do mean it when I say I want to help here. This place? I didn't think it would be as great as it is. It is kind of great. It is kind of really great, isn't it? Hosok nodded. I think you're a good asset, a good match for us here. You're good. Better than good. I'm going to talk to Jimin, see about how we can use you best. Hwasa frowned slightly at that, crossing her arms. What do you mean? I mean, you're talented, and I could suggest putting you under Jin as a pawn, Hosok said. But I think you'd be wasted there, so I've got something better in mind. But let me talk to Jimin first, and then I'll fill you in. I don't know whether to be frightened or not, Hwasa said, clearly confused at Hosok's proposition. But as long as I can help out, I'll do whatever it takes. You all saved me, us, from a terrible life. I thought I'd hate it, not being in control and having everything that I worked so hard for taken from me. But I don't. That surprises me, and I know others aren't going to trust you, Hosok said, but I do. You could have routed us out back there. You could have just run. But you didn't. You came through, and we needed you to. Like I said, you're doing good stuff here. I just want to help, Hwasa said, and Hosok could see a slight flush to her cheeks as she looked away. I need to get the medicines to the sick house, but um, thank you for everything. Yeah, Hosok nodded, not sure what else to say, and watched her head down the street with the bag on her back. Hosok found Taehyung at the sick house where he'd been tending to some of the worst off patients since the illness had begun. Taehyung hadn't liked the idea of leaving, but Hosuk had begged and pleaded, and Taehyung relented warily to go get some lunch. He looked like he could use a meal, his skin ashened, and like he needed some sleep. Hosuk was a little concerned about him, but Taehyung brushed it off and said he was perfectly fine. They also may have made a pit stop back at Taehyung's place where Hosuk made up for being gone by fucking him into the mattress. <laughs> we need to talk, Hosuk said as they relaxed in the afterglow. Taehyung was curled around his middle, head on his chest, and not looking to move anytime soon. Not now. I mean later. With Jin. Why? Taehyung, no Taehyung yawned, rubbing his nose against Hosuk's collarbone. Well, Jin and I talked. About Hwasa, Hosuk started, noting how Taehyung went stiff on top of him. Rubbing a hand up and down his back, Hosuk soothed away the tenseness with a press of a kiss to the top of his head. You have nothing to worry about with her. Like I told Jin, she isn't... She isn't anything to me, and I'm nothing to her. She's got a nice molly to curl up with and groom, and I don't want her anyway. I love you and Jin, and that's that. Taehyung lifted his head, resting his chin on Hosuk's sternum. I believe you, he said softly. You wouldn't stray. You never have. I wasn't as worried about her as Jin, but it's nice to hear that. Good, I'm glad, Hosuk smiled, pulling him up a little to give him a light kiss. So then, what's there to talk about? Taehyung asked, sitting up to straddle Hosuk's waist. Hosuk caught the wicked glimmer in Taehyung's eye, and his eyelids fluttered when Taehyung reached behind him to slowly slide Hosuk's half-hard dick back in him. Shit, Tae. Hosuk curled his fingers into Taehyung's waist and let him ride, his movements a slow grind. I, I, I want to talk about us. You, oh, fuck. You, me, and Jin. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh... It's been a long time since I've had to read, like, a spicy line. <laughs> and I find myself hesitating. <laughs> Just so you know why that tripped me up so bad. So I'm going to start the sentence over. 
You, oh fuck, you, me, and Jin. That's it, baby, right there. We already talked, <laughs> haven't we? Young asked, his grin faltering slightly as he raised his hips and lowered them. What else is there? Tae, Hosok keened, trying to meet Young's movements by bending his knees and planting his feet into the mattress. Young gasped when Hosok bucked up slightly. I wanna, I wanna make it official, baby. I wanna mate. I wanna wear your collar. I wanna see you in mine. Really? Young stopped, looking down at Hosok with wide eyes. Really? You mean that? Swallowing thickly, Hosok blinked a few times at the sudden stop, but he nodded. Yeah, we should do it. Nothing stopping us. Oh, Hobi. Taehyung leaned down to kiss him, the kind of kiss that left Hosok whimpering and putty in Taehyung's large hands. He could kiss Taehyung for hours like that, dick be damned, because Taehyung could make him come with just his tongue and lips on his. And he did, with Taehyung rocking back and forth against him again. Fuck, baby, Hosok moaned, holding Taehyung still as he fucked him up one last time. <laughs> Fuck, I love you so much. I love you too, Taehyung smiled, petting Hosok's cheeks. I can't wait for tonight. Me either, Hosok said, returning Taehyung's tired smile and wrapping his arms around Taehyung's back to hug him close. Tonight would be perfect. It had to be. Aww. And that's the end of this chapter. Aww. And that is sweet, but also makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be? Ending a chapter with it had to be? Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> a, that's a choice. Mm -hmm. That is a choice. Tonight would be perfect. It had to be. Well, to I don't want to think I about it too hard. <laughs> Hate to plant doubt into all of y'all's minds. But that's where my brain goes. Because I fear. <laughs> Much to think about, y'all. Much to wonder. But you're going to have to keep wondering because that will conclude this episode. If you'd like to catch us in between episodes, you can do so at K-pop Pillow Talk, all one word, all lowercase, on all social media platforms. And if you like us and want to let us know, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other listening service that allows you to do so. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nuts. Bora, hey!